From the headquarters of the Guild of Champions, this is the Chris Terrell Podcast, and welcome to another week of your weight loss quest. I am your host, Chris Terrell, and if you're new here, I've lost 125 pounds myself after an entire adulthood of chronic yo-yo dieting, up, down, up, down, up, down again, before I finally got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I made some permanent and meaningful changes to my actual lifestyle, habits, and routines, to my community, my environment, and my system of beliefs. And I'm here each week teaching people like you how to get the same results in your life. I've been doing this now for two years, and I'm showing no signs of stopping. And I'm here to support you on your slow and steady weight loss journey. And I couldn't be more excited at the opportunity to be here to talk you through the process. Now, if you are not a member of my free Facebook group, I would love to have you come join that. You can find a link to that by going to christerrellcoaching.com, or you can find a link to that in the show notes of the podcast. It's a free group. I go live there every Monday morning, and I take your questions, and I usually have more content to talk about as well. It's a great way to uh, connect with you more directly. I love hearing from you. Speaking of hearing from you, if you are on the Spotify app, you can actually leave feedback on the episodes, and I would love to hear your feedback. I read them every time I go to upload a new episode, and uh, I love hearing from you. So may, I usually get about uh, anywhere between five and ten a week. So I would love to read a note from you there. Now this week, we are going to be doing more questions from you, the listeners. I've got a couple of good ones here. and Let's just go ahead and jump right to it. This first one comes from Bobby Pounders, and the question is this. When it's not possible to easily leave it outright, what can you do to overcome an environment that is not conducive to your weight loss? This question is hitting on a couple of important things just right away as I read this. Now, I'm, I, by the way, I read these questions cold other than to go grab them and put them here in my notes. So I don't, I don't think about them. I, I'm just, I read it, and then I want to answer it on the spot. So you get the more unfiltered answer to it. But right away when I listen to this, uh, you're, you're mentioning your environment. And you are commenting on how difficult it is to do what it is you want to do, but you're blaming circumstances. I can't leave it outright because of the environment. My, it's hard to lose weight because my environment is not conducive for weight loss. Um, and you made a statement here, the way you phrased it, you stated it as fact. When it's not possible to easily leave it outright, I, I want to be clear. What you believe to be true is true. This is the same for everybody, by the way, anybody listening in. like What you believe to be true is true for you. However, that doesn't mean it actually is true. There are people listening that truly believe that the earth is flat. They're out there. If any of you are listening, by the way, I would love to talk to you. But the earth is not flat. It is true. The earth is not flat. And yet, someone believes it. Because to them, they're convinced. They're fully convinced. So when you make a statement of, it is not possible to easily leave it outright, to easily leave some food outright, I believe you that it's true. But that doesn't mean it actually is true. Because it would be very easy to leave any food. Many times on weight loss, what we do is we want to blame our inability to get ourselves to do something or not to do something. We'll blame it on the circumstance for having been present. And hey, I get it. I get it. 
Some circumstances are, in fact, very challenging at a particular moment in time. You might not have developed the discipline or the willpower to say no to certain foods yet. Maybe certain foods trigger in particularly intense cravings and you haven't yet had enough time for, from oh, that food for that craving to uh, kind of diminish a little bit. So I, I, I recognize that it could be hard. I don't want to be dismissive and say that it is not hard. I, I don't want to say that. I just want to make sure that we are talking the same language, which is that it is doable. You said it's not possible to easily leave it outright. It is possible to easily leave it outright. It is possible. We've got a challenge. I got to challenge that paradigm for you. It is possible. So what can you do to overcome an environment that's not conducive for your weight loss? Well, you've only got two options as far as I can see it. Option one, you can change your environment or option two, you can level up your skill set. I, I really don't. I mean, I guess there's the third option. You could do nothing and continue to be a victim to your environment. But I, I don't think you want to do that. So if you don't want to just stay stuck, you can either change it, like change the environment and the situation, or change yourself. Now, there's not enough story here for me to know. But let's assume your environment is changeable. Well, then take action. You know, sometimes it could... The changeable part of it is nothing more, nothing more complicated than you just leave the room. Like you could change the environment by changing the location of your butt, by changing it from this room into that room. Sometimes that's an option. On my journey, I had to do that. I realized I had to stop eating in the break room. There was too many, there's too much tempting food in there. Way too much tempting food in that break room. So I avoided going in there because that environment made it challenging. It was very easy to leave it. Because I just didn't go in there. Real easy to leave it if I don't see it. However, some environments aren't changeable, right? Sometimes you get kids in your home and you're just going to have the tempting food around you, right? You don't want to rob your kids of letting them have something tasty. They don't have a problem. They don't have your problem with food. And Or maybe they got a favorite and one that you've like always wanted to indulge on. And you're just going to have to learn how to leave it because it's an unchangeable thing. I've had to do this. I've talked about it many times in my life. What is one of the foods I gained a lot of weight on? Cheez-Its. What do my stepkids like eating a lot of? Cheez-Its. I've just had to learn to be okay with it. I've had to learn to practice it. I've had to learn to take two little squares and stop. Just had to practice. How do I practice? By having some. How do I practice? By seeing it in front of me, acknowledging I want it, and then not getting it. And just practice over and over and over again. Lots and lots and lots of times. But if I never practice, and if I always go, well, they're in front of me, too hard to stop. I guess I got to have them. Like if I, if I did that, I, well, then I'd fail a lot. That'd make me unhappy. That'd make me sad. Because I wouldn't be getting anywhere. I'd just be repeating my mistakes. So my advice for you, Bobby, is to change your environment if you can, which might include you leaving the room, or... You need to level up your skill set. You're just going to have to practice. You're just going to have to practice leaving the food. And you do it until it becomes something you can easily leave. However, it begins with belief. If you do not believe it is possible to easily leave a food, you won't try. You won't do the things required to get there because you don't believe it will work. You don't believe it's possible. But if you believe it's possible, knowing you may not know how, knowing you might lack the knowledge or the skill set to do it, but recognizing it is something that is learnable and you believe it is possible that you can do it, well, then you, you just might have it as you begin to move towards it. Great question. 
Great question. Thank you so much for asking it. All right. Now, these next two, I couldn't pronounce. Uh, the names got messed up on one of them, and I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. And I really hate just completely butchering names. So you'll have to um, apologize with that one. Uh, but this next question is, how can I best investigate how or where I need to tweak my habits, routines, or deficit to drop the last 20 pounds? All right, so let's talk about the last 20 pounds for a moment. You know, I, I like to help people at every phase of the weight loss journey, not just the beginning, every phase of the weight loss journey. Now, before I get into that, though, if you are looking for additional help, I do offer a coaching program. It's a membership model, and I have courses, and right now we're doing a fat loss accelerator program in there. Uh, I've also, uh, we just did a session last night all teaching about how to use hunger as a tool for using weight, like how to actually utilize your hunger the same way you might use a hammer to hang a nail. We did a whole lesson on that. I've got a lesson coming up this Saturday where we're going to do all about weight loss on the weekends, and you get several live sessions a week. And uh, it's all on Zoom, and I get to interact with you. If you want to find out about that membership, you can go to theguildofchampions.com, theguildofchampions.com. There's a video there that'll tell you all about it. Uh, or you could ask around my Facebook group, the free one. There's a lot of guild members in there. If you're ever curious about it, you can just ask, and people in there will tell you about it. You can hear directly from people that are in the guild. I think that's a great way to learn about it. So, but all right, let, let's talk about this. So last 20 pounds, because especially several of you guild people listening, I know you're, you're either at or you're approaching the last 20 pounds. And I know many of you that I don't know, because I've not seen you in the guild or you've not been in my Facebook group. There's many of you listening. You are at and or approaching the last 20 pounds. And to everybody else, you're just like, well, that seems so far away. Well, I want you just to know what's waiting for you because you could be preparing for it. So let's start all the way back to those of you that are really far away. We'll start there and we'll work our way closer. I want you to expect success. Expect that you are going to be successful. Expect that you are going to make it to the place where you need to learn how to lose the last 20 pounds. I want you to move through life with that expectation. Because if you do, if you expect that you will be successful, this presents you with the opportunity to be proactive. You could begin asking yourself this very empowering question, which is, what can I do now to set myself up for success when I get to the last 20 pounds? What could I learn now that will make it easier when I get there? What forms of exercise could I integrate into my life that'll make it easier when I get there? What mindset shifts do I need to make that if I were to make them over the next year or two, it'll be easier when I get there? You could be preparing for success. And in fact, it would be very important to do. I would strongly encourage you to do that. Now, to the, And the reason why, now let me talk to everybody, the last 20 pounds are hard. They're the hardest to lose. They're the hardest to lose. Because on the last 20 pounds, if you go off plan too far, you won't gain weight, but you probably won't lose any that week either. Literally one day of just going, nah, whatever, and just going way off the rails, that could add a whole nother week or two to your journey for one day. You start realizing the last 20 pounds that saying you got to be real stingy with your yeses. You can't be giving your yeses to everybody because you're like, man, every time I go off plan, it just makes this thing take longer. And also in the last 20 pounds, you are eating at the lowest caloric intake you will probably be eating. That'll probably be the lowest it is. I am a big fan of gradually lowering your calories. Do not be in a rush to just get the calories down. In fact, once a person hits a plateau, adjusting the calories is the last thing I look at. I look at everything else before that. 
because we don't want to just go lowering the calories because you can only do it so much. And when you lower it, it gets harder because food is fuel and, and you need it. And if you're eating a lot less, it gets hard to exercise. So you have to find that balance of fueling yourself enough that you can get movement and exercise in your life, but not fueling so much that you don't lose weight. And this little balance is hard to get at the end of the journey because the caloric intake has to become so low. It's a lot easier to find that balance when you're bigger. Like I could lose weight eating 2,300 calories a day, but I was also 250 pounds. Like it's easier then. I could eat even more weight when I was bigger than that, or sorry, more calories when I was bigger than that. And so the last 20 are just a real bear because you got no wiggle room, none. And what you'll find though is you really can't lower the calories too much. But what you got to do is stay consistent. You can, you got to stay really, really consistent. And the way you stay consistent is to create routines and habits. That's what you got to do. And you, on the last 20 pounds, I want you to place a greater priority on habits and routines that lead to movement because the more movement you do, the more calories you burn. I, there's a phrase I, I like to use uh, in some of my the way I teach with weight loss. It's friction, not restriction. Don't restrict activities. I want you to add friction. But there's an inverse to that. I want you to remove friction. So if there's something you want to do, I want you to remove friction from it. And if there's something you would like to yourself to stop doing, I want you to increase the friction. Let me explain this concept in a different part of life. I, I, I love personal finance, getting that whipped into shape. That be that became a big focus for me uh, several years ago was getting my personal finances in order. And there's a little trick I learned to help with that because I really needed to cultivate a saving mentality. Um, you know, I was, you know, sure, I might have a little bit of savings, but we're just talking a few thousand bucks, like at most. Um, certainly not what I really wanted, which was six months of expenses as a save as a saving account. Because you when you have that, I just want you to know you you sleep easy at night. Like you sleep well at night, knowing you've got that. But I, um, so I realized to get this saving, I needed to add friction to spending. I needed to make it harder to spend money. Well, what was one of the places I would spend my money on? Amazon. So what I did is I intentionally added the wrong credit card. I added a business one that I could not use. And if I did use it, it was going to create a lot of pain for me to fix it. And so, cause I'd have to go through the effort. And what that did is anytime I wanted to purchase something, I would have to go in and change it to the correct credit card, buy it, and then I had the discipline to change it back to the wrong card to make sure it was always the wrong card in place. Why? I wanted to add friction to purchasing. Not that I couldn't purchase, just wanted to add the friction to it. Well, let's take the saving. Well, one of the things that I did is my bank offers something called Roundup. I turned that on. Every purchase I make, it rounds it up to the next dollar and the difference gets deposited into my savings account. That is frictionless saving. I don't have to do anything. I would also set up auto transfers. When a paycheck shows up, it just part of it just leaves. It's an automatic transfer into my savings account. Pay myself first. Make that as easy as possible to do that. I would come up with weird little rules on how for people, if they want to buy something, I do that in my house. Now, if the kids want something, I got weird rules. They got to jump through. Why? Because I'm adding friction to spending. If they're willing to jump through the hoops, then I'm probably willing to do it. If they're not willing to jump through the hoops, they didn't want it that much. 
And that's my little filter. It's adding a little bit of friction to it. I want you to do the same thing with your weight loss. Create friction between you and eating and remove friction between you and moving. It's not to say where you can't eat. I just want it to be where it requires a teeny bit of effort. Like one of the things I do is I don't keep food in my office. If I want to eat, I can. Walmart's down the street. I'm allowed to walk there anytime I'd like and go get it. There's a gas station uh, three minutes down the street too. I can walk there anytime I want a snack. I have Chick-fil-A across the street. I got Target across the street. I got all these things right here next to me. I'm allowed to leave to go get a snack anytime I'd like. I do not tell myself, no, if I want it, I can go get it. But you know what? A lot of times I don't want to because that is just too much damn work. I'm hungry, but I'm not that hungry. But if it were here in my office, I'd eat it. Why? There's less friction. It's easy for me to get to. So I I learned for the last 20 pounds, if you want something to work on, is become really good at at will adding friction to things and removing friction from things and then have the discipline to do it. Great question. Thank you for asking that one. All right, last question for this week's episode. These are great questions. By the way, I'm going to be making a post in the Facebook group uh, to get listener questions. I've been really enjoying answering listener questions, and a lot of people have been reaching out and telling me they enjoyed as well. So we're going to do a little bit more of it. I tried it before, um, and I think doing the Facebook group for now is a great way to get the questions uh, submitted Uh, in writing, and then I'll get to them as I'm doing here. So let's talk about question number three. Why do I stand in my own way? I am sure that weight is my biggest issue. It always was. I lost it and gained it, but never on the level I wanted. Like I subconsciously trying to convince myself that I am not worthy. Why do I stand in my own way? That's the sentence that really just stands out to me. Me. One of the things I like to do when I'll get a thing like this is I'll break it into separate lines. So tell you what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this question. I'm going to break it into lines. I'm going to talk out loud as I do this. So sentence number one, why do I stand in my own way? That's a question. Number two is backstory. I am sure that weight is my biggest issue. I've lost and gained it, but never on the level I wanted. Like I'm subconsciously trying to convince myself I'm not worthy. Okay. So I'm going to challenge a few things here. Um, First, I don't believe weight is your biggest issue. I think weight is a byproduct. It's a symptom. If you have a headache and you go to the doctor and they give you aspirin and it makes the headache go away, did they solve the headache? No, they solved the symptom. What happens tomorrow when the headache comes back? You take more aspirin and then the headache goes away. You come back tomorrow, what happens? Headache's back, take more aspirin. What you're doing is you're dealing with the symptom. What you should instead do is go as, What's causing the headache? Let me find that and just make the headaches never happen again. Let me get to the root cause. For you, and again, I'm, I'm having to make a few assumptions because I'm not able to speak with you to get a little bit more backstory. Weight gaining is your issue. That's your issue. You don't have a weight loss problem. You have a weight gaining problem. You've even said it right here. I've lost it and gained it. You're losing the weight, but you're gaining it back. Many of us, what, we, what we've done in our past is we have attempted to solve our weight gaining problem by losing weight. But that was us trying to jump to step two. Step one is stop gaining weight. I, I did it that way for a long time. I would try to lose weight and assuming that if I just got really good at losing weight, it wouldn't be a big deal if I gained weight because I'll just lose it again. Or I won't gain it because I've found this new way of living that I totally dig. You know, I love not having carbs because 
thin tastes so much better than bread. Fuck, no, it doesn't. The bread tastes good. I'd rather not. I'm not giving up bread. And so what happens is as we're, we do this unsustainable thing or we do this diet, all diets, by the way, are unsustainable because to lose weight, you have to be underfeeding yourself. So it's unsustainable by extension because if you keep doing it, it'll eventually wither away and you won't be here. So you have to stop eating at a calorie deficit at some point. And what ends, what a lot of us do is we think of weight, we think of this problem as binary. I am losing weight or I am gaining weight. What about the middle bit? You know, where you stay essentially the same size in like a five or 10 pound window. What about that? Right? Like that's the option. Many people, we think at the beginning is like, no, I got to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I'm like, I get it. But every time you stop losing weight, you gain it. Like immediately, like the next day. It's like you're bucketing water out of a boat with a big gigantic hole in the bottom of it. You're fixing the wrong problem. Right? <laughs> it's the wrong problem. And so... I don't, I also want to challenge the second part of your question. I don't think you're trying to convince yourself that you're not worthy. I think you're trying to convince yourself that you are. And a part of you is not wanting to let that go. You know, losing weight is not a worthiness thing. You don't need to be worthy to be, have the body you want. You don't need to earn it. I mean, you got to do the work, sure, but like, not like morally, not like, you know, value as a human. You don't got to earn it. You are worthy. You're worthy to be whatever size you want. You're worthy to have whatever body you want. It doesn't matter what your past has been. It doesn't matter what your future is going to be. Everybody deserves to live in the body that makes them happy. And if you've decided that you would like that body to be a smaller one, wonderful. I mean, again, you got to pay your dues, right? You don't get this for free. You still got to do the work, but, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it's not that you're self-sabotaging. Sometimes it's just hard, right? Like it's sometimes the humans are funny. There's always got to be a reason for things happening, it seems. For a lot of people, I was once that way. There always had to be a reason. Something bad would happen. Why is this happening to me? Well, what if there is no reason? What if it's just happening? And that's literally the whole story, right? What if your difficulty in losing weight isn't due to a reason anything greater than just it's hard and you don't know how to do it yet? What if that's it? You see, I don't think the Wright brothers had to be worthy to get the to discover the knowledge of how to fly a plane. They just had to go figure it out. That's it. Thomas Edison didn't need to be worthy to be given the discovery of the light bulb. He just had to, you know, keep iterating, keep making another one, just not giving up. Right? What's the old adage? He found it. I didn't fail 9,999 times. I found 9,999 ways to not make a light bulb. Isn't that the old adage? I wonder if that's true. If it's that many, I mean, that's a lot of light bulbs. But it's like, you know, I don't think you're trying to convince yourself you're not worthy. I think a part of you might believe you're not worthy. I think that's a thing in many of us. We have this, we carry around this self-doubt. 
We carry around this feeling of inadequacy. We carry around this feeling that somehow everybody else has got this figured out and I don't. You know, you're just as capable of being successful as anybody else. On my journey, I remember making a conscious choice on something very important. I would listen to the motivational things on YouTube, speeches, to keep my mind focused in the right direction. And I would often listen to things, maybe you'd like this podcast, where people might talk about things like failure. Or I would listen to a story from somebody that's ahead of me, like I'm ahead of you. I have already done what you're doing. I'm done. I'm on the other side of it. So I would hear the people like me, and I would hear a part of my voice, or I would hear a voice in my head say either A, they possess something I do not. That's why they're successful. It's because they have something I don't have. Or I possess something they don't have that makes it where I can't be successful. I have a, a, a fatal flaw. But then on my journey, I made a decision. I'm going to make a decision to just start believing the people telling me something. I started looking at people that are successful going, all of them are talking about failure in a way that doesn't match how I talk about failure. Maybe I'm the one that should change. Maybe they're all correct. I'm going to choose to believe them. When you listen to an episode of this podcast, any of you listening, if there's ever any thing that I say that you're like, well, I don't know. I, you're going to have to choose whether to believe me or not. It will be a choice. So when I say that weight loss is going to be hard, but that no matter how hard it is, you can do it, you're going to have to choose to believe me or not. When I say that failure is a teacher, failure is important. You should seek it. It's a good thing. Failure is never bad. Winners fail and losers never fail. When I say that, you've got to choose to believe me or to not believe me. And if you think that only losers fail and I say only winners fail, what are you gonna do? We're saying two opposite things. Who are you gonna believe? Are you gonna believe the person that's done it that is telling you a list of a bunch of other people that are saying the same thing or are you gonna believe you that hasn't done it? That's what's so hard about this weight loss journey is it requires a certain degree of humility. And the humility being that sometimes I believe things that aren't true. Things like that I'm not worthy. Or things like I can't not gain weight. I always gain weight. Or things like I can't leave the food. Sometimes you believe these things to be true. But they're not true. And this is why it is so important to get information outside of yourself. You need to get opinions, feedback, advice from people that aren't you because you're too close to your own story. You need to get that feedback. So find people in your life, find supportive people that can help you, that can give you the feedback. Talk to people about your journey. Talk to people about what you're doing, but only to the supportive people, not to the detractors of your journey, not to those that want to sabotage you, not to those that want to give you a whole bunch of advice, but they ain't actually done it. Take advice from people that have done it, that are doing it, that it's working, and get them to give you feedback on yourself. There's lots of places you can find them in this world. I offer some within my free community on Facebook or in my paid community with the Guild. 
You can find it in all sorts of other free communities on Facebook that you can find, maybe even in your own home. But find people that will give you feedback and open your mind to seeing yourself in a new way. I want you to look in the mirror of yourself and see your strengths and see that they're, you're probably far stronger than you think you are and really, really see those strengths. But just know that when you also see your strengths, you're going to see your weaknesses and shortcomings at the same time. And that's okay. We all have both. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. No one is nothing but strengths. Everyone has both. And it is important to know what both are so that you can magnify your strengths and accommodate, shore up, and improve your weaknesses. And you need to know what they are. Go have a great week of your weight loss journey. Can't wait to see you next week on the Chris Terrell Podcast. Have a great week.